This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. This week's Parsha, Parsha's Vayera. A lot of things going on in this week's Parsha. And um, it's very, very cold outside. We're Hashem here in Oyitzvah. Nice and warm. Everyone's wearing Torah. Vayera, Elav Hashem, Elani Mamre. And Hashem appeared to him. Who Yoshe Pesach Oyel Kachayim Hayan. And he was sitting, we all know he was sitting by the door in the heat of the day, hoping that he would be able to to do the mitzvah, bringing people to his house. Very interesting point. He doesn't say Hashem spoke to him. He went to visit him, he was sick, right? doesn't say Hashem was like, how are you? How are you doing? Let, let you know how the family's doing. Because he appeared to him. Is walking into a sick person's room, Pirish Rashi. Rashi says, Hashem came to visit him to Pirish Harash, and the Rosh says, It doesn't say anywhere Hashem came to talk to him. It just says, He appeared to him to see him. And in the whole part, in the whole beginning here with the parsha, right? Well, you say no, but he went out and he spoke to them. It doesn't say anywhere that there was any amira that Akash Baruch spoke to him. But we know that Hashem came to be to visit the sick. So we 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 learn from here. A person is allowed to visit the sick. Even if he doesn't talk to him, you walk in the room. The guy's sleeping. He's in a coma. He's sleeping. Is that mavaka You're like, oh my gosh! I can't believe I came and he's sleeping. It's not, I wasn't. I didn't get the mitzvah. No. If he doesn't speak to him, it's still good for the person who's sick. Even if you know that the guy's in a coma or he's sleeping, he's not. He's, he's not. You're not going to be able to talk to him. He should go visit him. Why? The guy doesn't even know you're there, right? When the sick person wakes up, and he hears that, oh, my friend was here today? Ma, my friend was here? Yeah, he was sleeping, but yeah, my friend was here? Chaim came? He's going to be happy. Now, he brings down from the Kehillah to Moshe in the name of Yitzhak Halevi Horowitz. Shechal, that sometimes Isser, Alamavakar, the person who's visiting is not allowed to Ladabi and to talk to the person who's sick. Shema Yachbid Cholov. Maybe you have a headache, he has a headache, he doesn't feel well. He doesn't want to hear anybody right now, he just wants to rest. So sometimes he can make his, his sickness even worse. Therefore here you see that Hashem, that Hashem went to visit him and didn't talk to him a word. He just appeared to him. Be Chiddush. He said, I went to ask rabbis, the big to find out, isn't it a mitzvah to be a Even if you're not going to 
be able to talk to him? So he says that he saw from the Rajbat Shadiba Yafala Khailim that that speaking to a sick person is good for him. You take his mind off the off the what's it called? So where did so then we, why did he say that speaking is no good? He says very interesting. Hadiba kasha umazik Talking to someone is not good when someone's sick with his eyes. Something's wrong with his eyes. But umayal umerapel You should to talk to someone who has fever. Someone has fever. You go visit him. He has the flu and he has 103 fever. Talking to him is good. Is good for a person with fever. But he says person has a headache, doesn't want you to talk to him. Now, the G'daylam said that you could be Yaitz of the Mitzvah, even if you don't talk to him, and they say very big Chiddush, let's say you're talking to a sick person and you don't see him, how is that possible? You're going to Ayyidei Dibur, but telephone. Is calling a sick person on a phone considered? Pick a chaylam. Good kasha, no? So this is what he says. The Diba Apuleria is that Yeshbidim Shimkim Ben Chaylam. That talking, according to the rush, that talking without seeing someone. You still makayim b'kechaylim. The whole klape hakadosh baruch hu lo yishayach ria. Because Avraham Avinu didn't see Hashem. Hashem came to visit him, but he didn't see Hashem. Why? How we know? It says upanai la yiru. Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, "My face you'll never see." But Avraham began kaim as emitzus b'kechaylim. We see that over here when Hashem appeared to Avraham Avinu. Avraham could not see him because you can't see Hashem's face. But we see that. We learn, Rashi says, we learn from this passage, bigger chaylam. And Kay Lechaira, Aye, telephone, listen to this, that calling a sick person, where he only hears your voice and he doesn't see you, Gam Kay Mekayim, it's his bigger chaylam. Three Paskins. That you still Mekayim, the mitzvah of bigger chaylam. Very, very nice. Okay. What? Yeah, but a mitzvah is yeah, means to visit the sick person. You're not visiting him, you're calling him. Bikur Chaylam. It's not the point. It's the being in front of him and and it says if you come to visit a person who's sick, you take one sixtieth of the sickness. So I remember when I told you some what? A sixth I don't know, you take a sixtieth of the sickness. So my my Talmudim asked me, so if someone's sick, bring sixty boys into the room. And then he'll be healthy. No, it's one, each one takes one sixtieth. It's not like sixty parts. It's each one. It's another sixtieth. Another sixtieth. Another sixtieth. All right, sixtieth of the sixtieth. All right. What else do we want to talk about? I want to talk about like there's a big machlekes. There's a big machlekes when the malachim came. To 
Abraham Avinu. Most, most Mufarshim hold, he came on Pesach. That's why he said uh, Ugos, Matos. But there are rabbis that hold, he came on, anyone know when? Sukkis. The Medrish, by Midbar, Medrish Rabbah Pachad Nasai. He said, he shanu tachas eish. Says the Medrish, perushu shu'asulay lohem sukkah. That they, that they, um, that they sat under a sukkah. Well, this was, no, this wasn't on the tent. This was outside on a tree, and it happens to bring down that it was a very special tree, that if the people who sat under the tree were Oyved Abayi the tree would become squashed and it wouldn't give shade. If the people who did not Oyved Abayi Zara, it was his, like, a sensing tree. The tree sensed people did Abayi or not. But over here, Ma'am the Medrash, it seems to be for the Medrash, the Malachim Bola, Brahmasukis. And he says... On Sukkis, the Malachim came to Hashem, to Sarah, and they said, So the Gemara says, what does it mean, Mayed? The first holiday after Sukkis is when you, is that when you're going to have a child. What was that? The next, the Sukkis, that's the next holiday? Pesach, and then comes Shur, so it's Pesach. Pesach, and the Pekadir Eleazar says, Abraham was Nemo B'Yom HaKippurim. So, if there was Mayol on Yom HaKippurim, and the Malachim came three days after the Mila, means they came two days before Sukkot. So from the Pekadir Rabbi Eleazar is a Raya, that they didn't come on Pesach, big Machlaikas here, that they didn't come on Pesach, they came on Sukkot. If he was Mayol on Yom Kippur, and... On the third day, Hashem came to be Mavakachola, and that's when the angels came. So there's no Pesach here, it's Sukkot. No, it was. So, so there's a Machlaikas. One says next, next holiday was Pesach. But according to the, according to the Picadur Eliezer, he was Mayal Yom Kippur, that means they came on Sukkot. Ulam Medish, Yishdaz Acherish, Shemalachim Bola Avram, the Pesach. That is a machlekes, and another medrash that says he came on Pesach. They came on Pesach. Make me matzah. Kolayim shetase matzah the Pesach. There's a machlekes. What? It's a good question. It's a good question. How could they sit in a sukkah? He's asking a good question if it was connected to the ground. Ah, so he answers it. He asks the question here. Very good. You're asking a good question. Here it goes. Say for case of a nichla on the midrash. That's on the midrash. Vishara tachas eats. Trust on him sukkah. You're saying it was a sukkah. The lachari yesh lahatli. How could that be? Sukkah tachas ilam psula. Sukk under a tree is puzzle. I and Shah Mashatiris says, look it up there where the answer is. <laughs> so he's, he answers it. He says, Shayesh Lema, Shaykhabana San Medrish Lema Shah Sukkatakasila. It's not the Kavana of the Medrish that he made a sukkah under the tree. Ella Shahits. That when it says in the Pasik, the eights, Haits Kara Sukkah. That it wasn't the tree. It was sitting under a sukkah. That's made Tachas Eitz Hasukkah. That's how he answers it. 
Yeah, this is a big mosaic if they came on if they came on Pesach or they came on Sukkot. Okay. So that's an interesting part of this that people don't know. I, I never knew before I pre- prepared, I never knew that, um, um, what's it called? I never knew that there's a machoik that anyone ever even held that he came on circus. If they know when they came, when did they come? They came to visit Avraham Avinu after the bris milah. There's a machoik, it was on Pesach, because it says, I see Ugos, Matos. And then he says, under the H, and he says over here, that malachim ain't lehem kefitzim. They don't have knees. She ain't lehem chulios beraglehem. They don't have joints in their feet. She yochel the kapul oisuk kedelu sheves. They can never sit. An angel can't sit. His feet are straight. They don't have they don't have knees. They don't have ankles. Did you know that? Did you ever see an angel? Kedelu sheves. They have two feet that are one. That are put that are together. They're always standing. He said, sit, rest under the tree. But if you can't sit, how can they rest on the tree? The reason they didn't say sit under the tree is because there were angels. So this is according to the Mandela that held that he knew that they were not human. So they couldn't. They couldn't sit. That's one, one. Well, the other, other shot is that they came to Avram on Pesach. And Avram said to Sarah, make a matzah. And then he said, what's the mitzvah of matzah? When you eat matzah, what do you have to do? You have to lean. So the Hishanu, they ate the matzah, they were leaning. So this machlaik just keeps going, keeps going back and forth. No, so that's the big machlaik is if, if um, the malach looked like a human being, but I, I, I don't—he's still a malach, um, so he doesn't have the, the ability to do that. He doesn't have the ability to bend his feet. Or were they? What? They what? I don't hear what you said. Yeah, but they kept the—they the, kept—they kept the mistress. They knew the mistress. They kept the mistress. They didn't. I don't think they knew the story. In the Torah, they didn't know the story because the story didn't happen yet, but they knew there was a mitzvah of eating matzah. They didn't see the story yet because the story didn't happen. What? So that's a famous question. They, they, did he know or did he did not know? Did he give him the milk first and then they gave him the meat? That is a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, what's it called? Um, a lot of pshatim on the, on the meat and the milk. Okay, what else did I want to talk about? Very interesting. Oh, this is fascinating. So there's a book called the Sefer Yitzira. Sefer Yitzira is a Sefer on creation, on how to create. We don't have it anymore, but we know that Avraham Avinu did have it. Now, it's an interesting thing. The Pasik. What? We don't have it. You could create, you could create the, 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 there's a, a, a long, I'll try to get to it today, but, but Yosef HaTzadik, Yosef HaTzadik came back to his father, and he said that he saw his brothers, there was a woman, and he saw his brother also, his brothers with an animal, and they were eating the animal 
without shechting it. Eber Menachai. Was he a liar? Did he make up a story? Yosef Atzali made up a story. Did he make up a story? So there's a long medley, a whole long thing, I don't know if we'll get to it today, that they were out in the desert, they didn't have, they didn't want to use one of, one of Yaakov's animals to eat them, because they, they were just shepherding, and they wanted to steal from him. So they created an animal, and if you create an animal, it doesn't need shechita. From the Sefi Yitzira, because it's not created from a live thing. So here, listen to this, when he went to the animals, Listen to the plus, it's fascinating. The Abaka Rutz Avraham. Avraham ran to the to the Baka, to the cattle. The Yikach ben Baka Rachvatoiv. And he gave the his his uh Yishmael uh, uh, of a young um, very I think it's I don't know exactly how young, but it had to be special age that they're very specially soft. Vitin Elanava Yamaher Lasos also, but there were three angels who got three tongues from three different animals. So what does this mean? Vayemaher, and he rushed to do one. It. it wasn't it. It was three of them. Let's learn inside. What does, what does that mean? So he says the following. Sheben Baka Ashlishi, the third animal, third tongue, Nivrayidei Sefi Yitzira. He, for some reason, didn't have time to get another animal. So he created the third. He made it. Look at the words in the Torah. He made it. What does that mean? He made the animal. How could it be, how could it be that Abraham Avinu gave them to eat meat and milk? That the meat that's created, the animal that's created through the Sefi Yitzira is not called meat, because it's not born from an animal. If you can create an animal, that meat you can, you can eat with milk. Therefore, he made this animal fascinating out of the Sefer So he took butter, uben baka. Oh wow, it's fantastic! Fantastic! Look what he's saying here. Oh my gosh, I didn't see this. Okay, look at this again. Right, there were three animals because he gave three tongues. He gave those to the nar, the two. So he needed to make another one. I guess he wasn't prepared, so he made this animal from the Sefer Tzira. Now look at the next passage. He took butter and milk. And the animal that he made, he didn't give butter and milk to the malachim with the other two animals because he wasn't allowed to do. He gave the butter and milk. With the animal that he made, by eating the snehem. Wow! It's a place at Torah. It's from a sefer Chesed Lavram. Umutul Vasha Bacholov. So by Yamal, Asa Zoysay, Shapoil Asa Sapar, 
The Pachik's tell you it's because he made the animal. They say, Therefore he was able to take the, the butter and the, and the ben bakr that he made. Because he made this animal through the Sefi Yitzira, he was allowed to give them, that answers your question, butter and milk. Now he brings down in Pachik's by Yeshev. I don't even want to tell you what it says in Pachik's by Yeshev because it's crazy what, they, what the brothers did. Um, maybe maybe we'll get a chance to learn. He says like this in the Pach When the brothers made this animal, does it need to be? Do you need to shecht it to make it kosher? The the Yosef went to his brothers and he saw them eating an animal without shechting it. So he went to his father and he said, "Oh my gosh, you're eating an animal without shechting." Does it have an is of every What? They didn't know. They didn't know that. Oh, why didn't Avram Avinu? Why by Yosef? Right, because I guess they didn't know Yosef. They, they were sitting there. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if Pastor did a virus sign. They, they were, they were, they made the animal. And what's the Marasayan? The Pelabinian, other they say, let's take a look. Let's take a look. Let's take a look in Pashavayashiv. This is worth looking at. Pashas Ve'yeshev Lamed Zayin Beis. Pashas Ve'yeshev Lamed Zayin Beis. They created a human being also. But only, I think only from I remember when I learned this, could be only Yehuda knew how to do it. Ruvain didn't know. Oh, I remember, I remember. The brothers made an animal, but the four sons of the Shvachos weren't holy enough to do it. Yosef saw it. Okay, let's, let's, I don't, I don't, let's, let's, let's say it inside. Lamed Zion, Yeshev, Lamed Zion, Pasuk Lamed Zion, Beis. Shemes Pasim, Shemes Pasim, Shemes Pasim. I know it's a practice. Give me one second. Debra, our brother, he spoke on his brothers. Here it is, okay. Hatsain Shibaru Hashwatam. The sheep that the Shwatam created. Pashiva Yeshev. If you want to look on it, it's an Aitza place at I wasn't going to spend this much time on it, but we're getting into it, we gotta get into it. So he says the following Hatsain Shibaru Shvatam, Medish Ibrashid Rabba, Shahevi Yosef Aviv Dibur al Echab. He said he saw Aikhlam Evimanachai. He saw uh, that he saw Eva ben Achai, they called the, the sons of the Shwacha as a Bill and Zilpa servants, the Chashudim al Arayas, and they were Chashid the brothers on Arayas. 
Shaloyasu. How could he come up with these things on the Shifte Kah? They didn't, they definitely had no Arayas, and they definitely didn't eat every Menachai. What are they saying over here? How you talking? She doesn't have a child. He doesn't have a child. Could it be that he doesn't have a child? Ubi Ashla Kadosh. It's Mashla. Not Stam. Ubi Ashla Kadosh. Be matching him to Bekoibit Yashan. So Abraham Avinu Chibes Sefer Yitzira. Abraham Avinu wrote the Sefer of Creation. Umosero Yitzchak gave it to Yitzchak. Yitzchak was told to Yaakov. And Yitzchak gave it to Yaakov. Yaakov was told to Vnei Leah. Shahaya Yosem Yuchasem. Okay, to the six sons of Leah. He did not give the children of Bila and Zopa the Sefi Yitzira. Baru HaShvatim Bakal B'Tzayin The Shvatim created cattle and sheep. Ayidei Sefi Yitzira. Ubalachayim Shadibu Lainoidu La'av V'Aim And something that's created that doesn't have a mother and father Mutara Ba'achila B'Lai Shechita you're allowed to eat it without shechita. So your kash is a good kash. But Yosef lo yada shebeim was el nivra yidei sevitzira. Yosef didn't know these animals were created through the sevitzira. L'chein choshev sheichlem basem enachai. The sipel aviv shem aichlem basem enachai even enachai. He didn't know this secret. In efshes yidei tzirf oishis shmoisik dem zemizim. Put them the keva. Bohoy metalim ima. Yosef lo yada shishin residei sevitzira. What? I don't hear you. No. Yosef didn't get the Messiah. So he, he, Yaakov didn't give it to him. He gave it to Leah's children. So he thought, they also created a woman, and they were talking to her. So they were, he was Choshen and Arias. And when they were doing this, when they were using these letters of Hashem's name, to create these animals, the shvat, the the shvatim who were the children of Bila and Zilpa were asking them to be with them to watch what they were doing, but they weren't allowed to give over those names of Hashem to them. So he saw them pushing them away. So he thought they were being big shots, you know, we're Leah's children. That's not what they were doing. He they weren't allowed to give over these secrets. Yosef, Lord, help cover no son. He didn't understand that, Yosef. And he thought that there would be Mazalza, like, stay away from us. But they didn't want them to hear what they were doing. So they also used this now. You're asking a good question. Lama, you're asking a very good question. Lama, Loimasa, Yaakov, Shemel, Sefi, Tzirli, Yosef. Why didn't Hash, why didn't Yaakov give this name of the Yitzira to Yosef? So the Shla says, Shafuk Bishamasa Yaakov Bin Yosef Kamashlam and Bisham Vekama that even though Yaakov gave over to Yosef everything that he learnt in Shem Ever, he bends a kunim hulal, the Kalmakam Masala Shema Sagadaisha Misefi Yitzira. He did not give him the secret words from the Sefi Yitzira. He only gave it to the Bnei Leah. Shilu HaYosef, you do a service of the Sefi Yitzira, Bevada HaYomevet HaMafna Sheshvat, as Behavi Yishaya. Had he known these names, he would have been able to see that these animals were not human, were not animals, but were created with the... He would have never gone back to tell his father what he did. So, why didn't Yaakov give Yosef the secrets that he gave the six children of Leah.
So he says here, that he gave him the Ksenes Apasim. So he, he, he gave him something special, and he gave them something special. But he didn't give them Sefer Yitzhira. He probably would have been able to get out of it. fine. He would have been able to get out of anything. So he's asking Akasha, you don't use this stuff for just, you don't just open a book and start making it sheep. So why why did they have to create sheep with this safety tira? Why didn't they take the sheep of their of their fathers? Take regular sheep. What did they create sheep for? Yaakov had a lot of sheep. So what, why why did they have to go create sheep? He says like this that only on Arab Shabbos Ah, so so you can ask the question, why is the safety at zero altogether? What, what's it why why did Hashem give us the Kayak to create animals? Why why did Avram Avinu even even write that? Right? So he says that the that only on Rakba Arab Shabbos only on Erev Shabbos, only Erev Shabbos can you create from the Yosef Yitzira animals. Why? Why? Because was getting late. It was almost time to make Kiddush. And they didn't have any meat for Shabbos. They didn't have time to shecht an animal, and, and to blow up the lungs, and to salt it, and to cook it, and to make it ready for Shabbos. They didn't have time to do all that. Shechita, and Malicha, and all that. They made a sheep. They said, okay, we don't have to shecht it, we don't have to salt it, we don't have to do any of that. Because it's not real, right? So it was only created if you're running close to Shabbos and you can't shecht an animal and you don't have that. They had animals, but you didn't have time to shecht it and get ready. So it just created and, 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 and now you can ask me such an animal, are you Yaitzin Achilas Basar? It's not really Basar. Then you have a Lach of Basar. He never made it back home. Only the first time he said he was right there, but when they traveled away, they, they put him into a pit. He never made it back home. He was right there. They weren't away at that time. They were, they were living with Yaakov. So he came home to Yaakov. He didn't know the Savior Yitzhira. So he said, what's going on over here? My, my, my brothers are trying to get to my other brothers. They're not letting him come near them. Because they're servants, because they're just children of servants? No, not because they're children of servants. Because we're using Hashem's name to create something here, and you're not invited, because we have to keep it secret. What servants? They didn't. Yeah, but they, they didn't know. Yaakov never told them the, the, the names and the shamans and everything. They didn't, they didn't let him close, and that's what he saw. And then he said, oh, you, look how you're treating them. Well, the whole thing was very wrong. So this is a pleadic answer that he gave them cheeses, a she'osa, the one cow that he made, that he gave him cheese with because 
it's, it was maybe Sefi Yitzir, Sefi Yitzir, the animal's not a real animal. It's the only, only, the only word that, it says only one us, us means one. He gave him three tongues. What about the other two? Yeah, when they were holding in the, on the, that's a different, this is a medrash, that's a medrash, you can't ask a medrash on a medrash. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. You're right, he was holding on and he said, you went to Ramavino, you ate. Well, it could be, it could be, the answer to your question could be that, that if you ask me a question, you gotta listen to the answer. You can't just ask questions. So the, the, the answer to the question is, it's possible that the Malachim didn't know that he made it from Sefi Yitzira. So they shouldn't have eaten it. The story was, Moshe Rabbeinu went to Shemayim, right? He went to Shemayim, and he was holding on to the Kisya Kavoid, and the Malachim wanted to kill him. Ben Am, Ben Adam, a, a human being, came to this world to take our Torah, they wanted to kill him. So when he was standing there, he said to them, you... What, you keep the Torah better than me? You came into the world and, and, and you ate milk and meat together. You can't even keep that. So that was what he said. What do you mean? It wasn't milk and meat. It could be they didn't know that. He knew that, but they didn't know that. But I don't... The kasha comes from an interesting place because Arabs can eat meat, milk and meat. It's not one of the seven mitzvahs. What's the whole kasha? He was serving goyim. So the answer is, Abraham Avinu wasn't serving, he was bringing them close to Hashem, he wasn't serving something that wasn't kosher. They didn't do it in Avera. So that whole answer, like, like, well you didn't know, they were Malach, they weren't, they weren't human, which brings it, brings a neighbor point, which I heard a beautiful, beautiful, um, beautiful Dvatayra on. Um, I just wanna, I just wanna, one second. An amazing. Amazing Vatara heard this week. Very big chizik for everybody. Really big chizik for everybody. Um, Till Shaney. It talks about this whole eating bit. Right, but you say, and I've given many shirim on this, that if you want to do chesed, the first thing you have to do is stop looking at yourself. It should have just said, did not say, he lifted up his eyes. But when you're busy looking at yourself, you don't see anybody else, right? So, first of all, get your eyes out of your own plate, number one, right? You're going to see the guy, of course, you know the story with the kids, the famous story with the kids, with the priest, with the, not the priest, the idol worshiper, um, so there was this king and, and there was this idol worshiper and he had a b- bunch of followers and there was this big tzaddik and, and, um, the idol worshiper said that Jewish kids are, 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 are animals. They're animals. They're, they're, but his non-Jewish kids, his idol worshiping kids, they're, they're God's ch- chosen children, not the Jewish children. So, um, the king said, you know what? I have a test. I'm going to make a test and, um, we'll see. I don't know. So, he said, bring, he told the rabbi, you bring 20 kids, 20 of your best kids. And he told the idol worshiper, I'm using that as an example, told the idol worshiper, you bring 20 of your best kids. Okay, they come to the palace. And he says, who wants to go first? The idol worshiper says, we'll go first. He says, okay. 
He puts him into a big room, the kids, and he has a long table, and there's ten seats on one side of the table, and there's ten seats on the other side of the table, and there's ten bowls, and there's ten bowls, and each bowl is full of soup with a matzo ball and noodles. Chicken soup, matzo ball, noodles, full. Ten and ten. And he says, okay, all the kids, everyone should take a seat. Everybody takes a seat. He's got a bowl in front of him, matzo ball, noodles, soup. King says to the rabbi and to the idol worshiper, okay, we're going we're gonna to close the doors. Everyone should go upstairs. And he tells his servants, I want you to give each kid a spoon, a wooden spoon. And the spoon is five feet long. And the game here is to finish your bowl of soup without, without spilling as much as you can. So, okay. So, they close the doors. They give each kid a five-foot five spoon, right? From the ground till here. And they're like, all right, eat your soup. Because I, I can't eat my soup. I can't. You can't take a five. You can't. It doesn't work. So they, 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 they didn't know what to do. So, and you can't, you can only use that hand. You can't like take the spoon, spoon, you, you, you gotta sit in your chair and do it. That was the game. I don't know, how am I gonna do this? He takes the spoon, he, he, he sticks it into the soup, he, he, it's, it's all over his pants and everything. And after a while, the kids realize you can't do it. They gave him an impossible thing to do. They figure it's 20 minutes, the doors are gonna be closed for 20 minutes. Food fight! So they start throwing the matzo balls and the noodles, and they're taking spoons and they're, <laughs> Place is a disaster. And they're watching from about top, and the, 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 the head of the idol, where he's laughing, everyone's laughing. It was like stupid test, likely. It's not, a human being can't, can't, doesn't work. Okay, after 20 minutes, they open up. Pretty much, the soup is all over the floor, it's all over the table, there's noodles on kids' heads, there's matzo balls on, on their jacket, it's the biggest mess of them. Okay. The rabbi's like, I, I don't know what this king is, what he's doing, but okay. So they clean it up, they set it up, they clean it up, all the kids are out, they bring the Jewish kids in. It's a ridiculous story. And they bring the Jewish kids in, they put the table, 10 kids, 10 kids, and the five foot spoon, whatever it is, it's like a double table, and they're like, 20 minutes, they close the door. The Jewish kid said, I, I don't see the test. He takes the spoon, and he sticks it into the soup, and he gives it to the guy across the table. And he drinks it, and then he does the same thing to him, and everyone does the same thing. Not one drop of soup. No, you can only use one hand. Not one drop of soup is spilled. The king is sitting there. The, 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 the idol worshiper, of course, he's all red in the face. Right? These Jewish kids figured it out, whatever it was. So the king turned, because this is Mabish, this, this week's Pasha. The king turned to the rabbi and said, How did your kids figure it out that fast? He said, We teach our children to always look at the guy across the table. Not to look at your own plate. Look at what the other guy needs. We're charitable people who are always looking at the other person's situation. The children before them, they're only interested in their plate. That's how we bring up Jewish children. It's a very famous, very famous story. So that's, that's, that's what's going on here. So the first thing is, stop looking at your plate! Stop looking at your situation. Look at the person across that might need help. But ye say no. Oh, what happens when you lift your eyes from yourself? You start to see other people. But it doesn't make, doesn't make sense. It says, 
there were three people standing on him. Standing right in front of him. And then the Pasik says, Vayar, Vayar, what's the question? He looked again, second look. I always call it the second look. That's the most important look. Right? Vayar, what's the question? And he ran to meet them. But one second, if the first look, they're standing on top of him, how can you run to meet them? He's going to run them over. If you're standing right in front of me, my second look, I'm running. What do you mean? If, you, if, if, you, if you're all of, you're on me, how can I run to meet you? No, no, these, they were being vassalized. They were the Arabs that were outside. So I always say, I always say, the first look, right? You just see the object. You just see what's in front of you. But you don't know what's going on. The second, if you want to, if you want to rush the question, if you want to run to help another person, you gotta look twice. The biggest mistake with people is they make judgments. We have these kids that are off the derech and you know, I have this high school and the girls are short skirts or whatever they're wearing and people look at them and they're like, oh, slut, oh, low life. Oh. The second look is, why is she dressed like that? Somebody hurt her. Somebody doesn't love her. She comes from a dysfunctional family. So, something's wrong. I, and this is very, I'm making a very, you know, Hashem puts whatever, I, I say that it should come out of my mouth what people need to hear, not what I need to say. This is the most important thing I could tell you. The world is busy with the first look. Kids mechal Shabbos, kids not learning, kids not dressed correctly, kid has long hair, piercings, a tattoo, whatever you see, right? That is not the disease. That he's a drug addict is not the disease. That she's Mechal Shabbos is not the disease. That she's depressed is not the disease. It is the symptom that there is something wrong. The tumor, the tumor is the symptom that there's something in the body that's not well. So, everybody in the world treats the symptom. The drug addict, the depression, the alcoholic, the gambler. Why is he gambling? Why does he need to win? Why does he think he can't win unless he has luck? But he himself doesn't have what it takes to win. Why does he play poker? Because he likes to take the chips and say, they're mine? Why does he need to do that? Why does he need to go to a wedding and stand there with a, a glass of scotch in front of everyone? The scotch is not the disease. The alcoholic is the problem, not the scotch. And the whole world, and, and I, I'm telling you, this, this is 100%. It's what I do all day and all night, and I'm not saying it from my experience, I'm saying it from a lot of research and a lot of talking to people that are involved in this. If you don't fix the disease, and you only fix the symptom, you cut the tumor out in cancer, you cut the tumor out, you don't kill the cancer, it's going to pop out somewhere else. You've got to kill the cancer. So... When you see a girl, not you guys, I don't want you doing this, but when you see a girl that has piercings, a Jewish girl from a Frum family that has piercings and a tattoo, 
She didn't wake up one morning and say, let's do piercings. Something happened. And if you don't fix that trauma, it's going to come out somewhere else. And a lot of the relapse in a 45-day program or a 30-day program in any addiction, you can't get, you can't fix the disease in 45 days. You can fix the symptom. But there's a 90% relapse rate because you didn't kill the disease. So you got rid of the tumor, but you didn't get rid of the disease. And that's why to really get rid of it, it's a lot of work and a lot of time. And, and therefore, when you see someone off the derech, instead of, oh my God, stay wet, it's the opposite. It's like, okay, I see that you're hurting. How can I help you? What do you need? That's the second look. If you want to run to help someone, you can't go by the first look. I just had a case this week of a girl from a regular, from good family, and no one's going to be able to ID what I'm saying, so even if the people are listening to this year, no one knows what I'm talking about. And the mother called me and told me that they have this daughter, and she's extremely anorexic, to the, to the, to the point of being in a hospital, being fed on a tube, on a feeding tube, so that's way beyond anything that I can do in my ranch or anything like that. It's, it's hospitalization. And I said, you know, anorexia is, it has a very high percentage of sexual abuse because when someone's abused physically or sexually, they lost control. Somebody, someone else took control over them by force. And you want to, the one thing a human being wants is to have some control in their life. So... One of the only things a human being can control is I don't eat. You can't control your life. I don't eat. I'm not eating. So they take their weight. They take their they take their control back by something extremely negative, to the point that you'll die. That's how much I want control. I'm not eating until until you collapse and you're in a hospital. So I said her, her anorexia that she's not eating is a symptom that there's something very wrong. But it's not what's wrong. It could kill you, but it's not what's wrong. And if we, I want you to tell me this girl's history. And they told me, regular girl, normal girl, da 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 da. And at 11 years old, we sent her away to a sleepaway camp, and she came back after camp, and she she locked herself in her room. She wasn't talking to anyone anymore. And I'm like, so you have a graph, and it's going along, and it's going along, and all of a sudden it goes like this. Circle the point where it goes like this. Where was she when that happened? You will find in that circle abuse. And the mother says to me, how do you know? I'm like, do you know? She said, 100%. We know with someone else in that camp what they did to her. And since then, I said, so, so you got to fix that trauma. Do what you can to fix that trauma. Her therapy needs to be based on that. If, if you fix the disease, what happens, everyone? Fix the disease, what happens? Symptoms go away. Fix the symptoms, does the disease go away? No. No. You have the flu, you have, you have strep, and you're taking Tylenol for your fever, and Motrin for your headache, and Kyopecte for your diarrhea, and, and, and some anti-itch stuff for your rash. It all came from your... From, from, from your strep, but you don't take antibiotics? 
You're dead. It goes to your blood, then it goes to your heart, and you're done. So the doctor can give you all that stuff. You take, you're helping the, the person's symptom, but if you don't take away the disease, it's just it's, you're going to keep going and going and going. And everyone is busy with the symptoms. So Vayal, Vayal, it's the cross-up. Don't, don't judge that kid. Something happened to that kid. Every kid that's off the derech, something happened. I'm not saying they were molested or anything like that, but something happened. Someone told him that he's no good. Someone told me you're a failure. He thinks he's a failure. He's coming from a dysfunctional family. A million things could have happened. He also has a Yetzirah. That's not dealt with in any psychology. We know there is a Yetzirah. There is a Yetzirah. And you have to fight that Yetzirah. So, so somebody who has to speak to him and understand what's going on and understand his struggle. But if you don't fix what's wrong, so the first scene, Vayar, doesn't tell you anything. Just shows you the facts. She's not dressed well. She's got a tattoo and she's got 15 piercings on her face. That's the Vayar. He needs of all of it. It's in your face. The second Vayar, or the third Vayar, is Vayar Itzlikosa. It's like, I see what's going on, let me help you. That was Avram Avinu. That was Avram Avinu. And it spends so much time, I'll bring you water, rest under the tree, I'll bring you bread, uh what she made, soyles, flour, lushi, mix, asi, oyes, make matzah, ella, bucka, ratz, avram, and avram ran, and he took the ben bucka, and it was young, and he gave him tongue, and he gave him chevim, and he gave him chalav. Oh my gosh. So much time is spent on the menu. On the menu. Why? I have to know, do we really need to know that they had bread and butter and meat, and it was an egg mishulash, a third, it, it, it had to be the third baby, and there was a special baby, and they had tongue, and they had tongue, and, and if you learn that med, had tongue with mustard. Guys, we're going to talk about this in the Torah. We have to know that he had tongue with mustard. Oh, it's a minig. I think it was a chasam sefer that used to always have tongue. Rosh Hashanah. Because of the tongue of the three animals. But we have to know that. So guys, why do we, why did the Torah talk about it? Because, and in the end, everybody, and in the end, he didn't do anything. They were angels. They didn't eat anything. They don't eat. They burnt it. They became humans. But, but most people, they were they, so he didn't do anything. He, he wasn't. Kasha. Kasha is on Rashi. The Kasha is, the question is, that, that we learn, Rashi said that we learn from here, Hashem was in the room, he got up and walked out. Right? We learn from here that Gemil Chasadim is bigger than Bika Chaylam. Rashi. One second. Vayere Elav, Levakas Achayla, Amar Avcham Bechanina, Yavshish Nuladi Haya, Vuba, Uba, Kashbach, Vushala, Bishlaimai. We see from here that Hachnos' Archim is bigger than Gemilat Chasadim. How do you see that? Then Bikah Chaylam, how do you see that? There wasn't Hachnos' Archim, they were angels. They were angels. And this, why are you telling me all this stuff that they ate? Who cares? They didn't eat. You tell me mustard, with tongue, with butter, with cheese, with bread, with matzah, with animals. What are you telling me? You're telling me the whole rest, the whole menu. They didn't eat anything. So they never, so, so you never did anything. 
The Teretz is, that when it comes to Chesed, it's not the outcome. It's the work you put into it. Not the outcome. It's the work you put into it. So the Torah wants you to know, he ran here, he ran there, he did this, he did this, he did this, he did this. Uh, but, but, but he did nothing. They were, they were angels. Yes, when it comes to Chesed, he's showing us that he left Hashem, that, that, that leaving Hashem to, to, to do Hachnos' Archim, even if they're not really Archim, it's bigger than Bikr Chaylam. It's the work, it's the effort, right. It's the effort, it's the work, it's the Machshava, even though they didn't eat. Okay. I wanted to end. So, there's a lot. And Mitzvah Hashem will continue next week, because I didn't do the Akedah. There is so much on the Akedah. So much on the Akedah. I want to read you a music story about the Holocaust. Okay. Should we talk about that Avram Avinu put Yitzhak in a box? No, we'll talk about it next week. Avram Avinu, okay, so we'll talk about it. Here's a, a great question, which I really would like to leave with all of you. So that you could next week give me the answer. What? Yes, he put Sarah in a box, and and Yaakov put Dina in a box, and all of it didn't work out well because they opened the box by Sarah, and by Dina it said if you wouldn't have put her in the box, she wouldn't have been accosted by Shechem because she could have saved Esav, and it was his job to let that happen. But Avram also put here's a ridiculous question. You ready for a, a bomb question? You're going to ask this at the table, Shabbos. Whoever's listening, bomb question. Here we go. Avraham Avinu comes with Yitzchak to Har Maria. What does he do? By Yarechus he ate him. He sets up the the ate him. By Yaakov Yitzchak Menayv Yosmei Shlom Mizbechem Ela ate him. But before that, it says that he built Ve'yiven Shem Avraham Es Hamizbeach. Avraham built Mizbeach on Har Maria to bring Yitzchak on the Akedah. The guys, big mitzvah to build up Mizbeach to do such a mitzvah, right? How come Yitzhak didn't help? No, he was there with Avram. He surely, surely should have built it with him together. Bomb question. It's a bomb question. Yitzhak was 13 years old. He's 13 years old. He's with his father. His father says, we're going to bring a carbon. I'm going to build him as Bayach. Dad, I'm going to bring you the rocks. I'm going to carry the rocks. I'm going to... And, and then after he built him as Bayach, he didn't even set up the wood. He didn't help his father at all. From when he got to the top of the mountain, he didn't help us fall. How could that be? Where was he? Bomb question. Like, can't see so why did he help build him his bag with his father? Who would sabotage it? No, see, Yitzhak went with him willingly. Yitzhak said, tie me down. I don't want to move. So he says the followers. Davachidish upela b'shem ha-medrish. Sh'avram hichnas is Yitzhak b'teva. Avram put Yitzhak, when he got to the top of Haram, he put him in a box. Until the last second before he wanted to shecht him. Why? He was scared from the satan. That he was going to cause a mum on, on Yitzchak. To, to make him possible. Why doesn't it say the name of Yitzchak when he built him as Bayach? Why do you say love it? Mitzvah kibbutz amein. Should have helped his father. The mitzvah libna is gamu with hamizbeach to to build him as beach. But here it's a medrash. She Avram not al yitzchak v'tzniu b'makom binyan hamizbeach. Avram took yitzchak and he hit him in a box. Kedesh lo yizrak hasotim yitzchak evan me'avne hamizbeach. 
that the Satan shouldn't take a rock from the Mizbeach and throw it at Yitzchak. To, to cause a mum and to make a puzzle from the carbon. In the Zayar, and he says that there's a minute, and I'm sure you've seen this in your shul, that they cover the shofar on Rosh Hashanah. After he blows it, he puts it down and he's got a cover. My rabbi, you, cut, you don't leave it open. Why? It's a The whole thing of the shofar is, is the mizbeach. It's a zecher that Ramavinu hid Yitzchak in a ba- He hid him when he built the mizbeach until the akeda. In order that a sultan shouldn't throw a stone and make him Yitzchak. And since the tiki of shofar of the ayol hayuzecher like kedu ve'elul shel Yitzchak was zecher for the akeda and the ayol of Yitzchak. That's why we cover the shayfer for the same reason. Kosh Baruch Hu, we'll say the story next week from the Holocaust. Kosh Baruch Hu should protect us from the Satan and all his stone throwing and missiles that are flying in Eretz Yisrael. Someone called me before the shir that we don't understand this, we don't appreciate it, that many, many people tonight are in the Miklat. They're not on a bed, they're not in their house, they're sitting, shivering, or wherever they are, in a miklat all over the place. They were in Nisim and Flores. I saw a picture of a missile that hit a main highway, and two cars missed, two cars, two cars behind with the missile, and two cars in front with the missile, inches, blew up, it would have killed everybody. So there's a lot, a lot of Nisim, and um, the Rabbanim sent a message that Shmir Shabbos, we should be machzik. It's interesting that this Shabbos is the Shabbos project, and that if we're machzik on the Shabbos, it'll be a shmir on Klai Yisrael. Everyone should have a tzlach and bracha and a great week. Thank you. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.